This is an ABC podcast. Where is Molly? I can't believe it. We arranged to come to the spooky fun fair tonight and she's already running like four minutes late. Hey, Carl. Molly, we specifically agreed to arrive at 7.30 on the dot. Um, I'm like a couple of minutes late, but wow, this spooky fun fair is amazing. Well, at least you've dressed the part. Oh yeah, do you like my rotting flesh makeup? And check these out, juicy popping pustules. Ew, very gooey and lifelike. Thank you. As you can see, I've gone for a more traditional spooky outfit this evening. I'm Dracula! <laughs> very nice. And check out how swishy this cape is. I love the breezy, satiny feel of a good swish. Wow, Carl, I did not know you were that into vampires. Uh, Dadoy, I love them. That's why I dressed as Dracula. And guess who else loves them? Our blood-sucking brains trust. Vampires have big teeth, sharp teeth, and lots of really pale skin. Most vampires can usually turn into, like, a bat or another kind of animal. They normally have red lips and they um, can't go out in the light because it hurts their skin. They wear big capes and garlic scares them away. Aw, pale skin and weird fashion, you really are a vampire, Carl. Very funny, Molly. But look, through my extensive research around vampires, what I've learned is that you can become one by getting bitten by another vampire. And once you're one of them, you wear really cool outfits like this, you drink blood, you can't go out into the sunlight, oh, and you live forever. Whoa! You drink blood? Ew, not the one to focus on in that mix, but despite the grossness factor of being a vampire, I reckon it'd definitely be worth it to live forever. So, Carl, if a vampire offered to bite you, you would do it? Uh, maybe, but, you know, shame there are no real vampires who could give me a little nibble. Oh, really, Carl? Aren't there? Aren't there? <laughs> Is that a nut? (coughs) That was weird and ominous. Today on Short and Curly, we're talking vampires, blood-sucking, and who wants to live forever. Hello, and today you're listening to... Short, you're listening to Short and Curly. And Curly. Yay! Short and Curly! Curly, 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 Curly. Short and Curly! Take your chances, boys and girls. Almost no one is a winner. But maybe you'll be the exceptional exception. So many fun games. I can't wait. I am going to win all the prizes. Holy guacamole, Carl. This place is excellent. Ghost rides, people dressed up as ghosts and skeletons. (gasps) Look, a ghoul. A ghoul? Cool. Do you want to get some spooky drinks? Well, you know, as a vampire, I only drink blood. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I want a raspberry kombucha. Did you say blood milkshake? That's our best seller. Packed full of protein and disease-fighting white blood cells. And you'll get a cool, twisty straw with every serving. Come and try one. Okay, vampire Carl. Uh, You mean Dracula. (laughs) Sure. Maybe you should give these blood milkshakes a go. It's very fitting for your costume. 
Uh, I'm not so sure. Oh, because of the blood. I'm sure it's just red colour dye that makes it look like blood. No, it's just that I really want my raspberry kombucha now. I know it'll be delicious because I've had it a million times. I'd just rather stick with what I know. Oh, come on, Carl. I'll get one for both of us to try. Then let's hurry up and check out the rides. One large and spooky blood milkshake, thank you. Excellent choice. Coming right up, my young friends. You won't regret it. And do you do you happen to sell raspberry kombucha? Carl, just give it a go. You've got to try something new every once in a while. But what if I don't like it? I don't have enough information to know if this is a good choice or not. Don't overthink it, Carl. I don't want to overthink this, but can we at least a little think this? Sure, Carl. This is the part in the show where we step back and try to really stretch out our zombie brains. You can pause the show if you feel like it. And then press play when you're ready to join us again. So our first thinking question is... Lots of people, like Molly, go on and on about how it's good to try new things. But why? Is there something important about trying new things? And if so, what makes it good or important? Hit pause now. Enough of this brainy, brainy, talky, talky. Just have a gulp. Okay. Yes, Carl. Going on an adventure. In his mouth. Here goes. That was the worst thing I have ever tasted. Exactly the opposite of a tangy raspberry kombucha. Ugh. Does anyone have any mouthwash? Oh, wait, I always have a supply on me. Nice. But I am proud of you for giving it a whirl, and I don't mind having a lovely bloody milkshake all to myself. Fine, but now on, I'm going back to doing things I know I'll enjoy. Oh, you mean like, uh, like cleaning your vacuum cleaner? I sense you're joking, but I actually love cleaning my vacuum cleaner. Of course you do. Molly, all this adventure is wearing me out. Can we just go somewhere quiet for a bit? I'm sorry, bud, but this is a huge fair. There aren't many quiet... Ooh, look, there's a dark little alley over there. Just over here, step over the ropes. There we are. Sure, I mean, it doesn't look like there's much down here. There aren't any flashing lights or rides, but it is kind of spooky. Yeah, but it's peaceful and quiet down here and there's no one around. Um, pardon me. Ah! Where did you come from? Oh, hey, Vlad. Molly, you know this guy? Oh, no. He just looks like a Vlad. Um, hey, man who looks like a Vlad. Is your name Vlad? Indeed it is. Wow, amazing. You're so good at guessing, Molly. Thank you, I'm extremely talented. I'm sorry if I frightened you, but I thought I heard a young man over here saying he is scared of nothing. I love your vampire costume, Vlad. It's it's just like mine. As you can see, I am Dracula. (laughs) (laughs) He is quite an intimidating costume. Nothing like the real Dracula, of course. Uh, Vlad... Dracula isn't real. Who made you the vampire know-it-all? Carl, maybe just let him talk. I'm the vampire know-it-all because, well, I am a vampire. 
And you can be one too. <laughs> this is some kind of ride, right? I think he's serious. I'm as serious as a bite to the neck. But don't listen to me. Watch our introductory promo video. The Eternal Night Disclosure video. You mean like a safety video before a ride? Sure, something like that. Let me just adjust the gramophone. Hello and welcome to the house of eternal night. My name is Count Alaric. Hey, he looks a bit like you. Yeah, except from like a million years ago. Tonight is a very special night for you. Cool. Look at me. I don't look a day over 34, and yet I've been alive for centuries. Tonight, we offer a chance to join the legions of happy vampires who have eternal life. Wait, did he just say eternal life? That's right. Just one teeny weeny prick with some sharp teeth, and you will get to live forever. There are just a few little extra things to mention. Uh, I'm sorry, Vlad and Count Whatever. I'm just going to stop you there. I think this weird eternal life thing might not be for us. We just want to have a fun night at the spooky fair eating lollies. Suit yourself. It is a once-in-a-lifetime deal. But maybe candy is nicer. Hang on, Carl. We're talking about living forever here. Eternal life. Plus tonight, you're trying new things. I don't think I'm ready to try out being a vampire, though. Ha! <laughs> ah, what's that over there? A goblin! C- Carl, it's me. Relax. Wait, is that Matt Beard from the Ethics Centre? Oh, wow, I almost wouldn't have recognised you with those giant green ears and long nails. Matt, if that really is you, we need to ask you something. Molly keeps pestering me into trying new things I don't want to do, like drinking weird blood milkshakes, becoming a vampire. Wait, what was that about vampires? Matt, see that guy over there? That's Vlad. He's offered Carl the chance to become a vampire. Are you serious? Uh Uh-huh. It's a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. He should do it, right? It's not that easy, Molly. It's a huge decision, and I'm not sure if I'd be happy as a vampire. Ah, see, that's the problem. What? It's got to do with the way you're thinking about happiness. There are lots of times when you can make decisions based on what will make you happy, but sometimes you can't. So when do you think we would use happiness to make a decision? Well... Say I was deciding whether to adopt a pet cat or not. I could make that decision based on whether I think having a cat will make me happy. Which it will, of course, because cats rule. Actually, I'm allergic to cats, so it would probably make me miserable. That's why I have fish. Didn't your fish die? That's why I bought more fish. Okay, so that's a case where we can use happiness to help us make a decision. Yeah, and the reason that this kind of thinking works is because I know a little bit about how I relate to cats and whether they make me happy or not. And that kind of thinking works for almost all the decisions we make in life, except when we're deciding to step into unknown territory. When we're trying something for the very first time, it's hard to know whether it'll make us happy or not. For example, if you're going to try a new flavour of milkshake... A blood milkshake, sure. Go on. A a what milkshake? Yuck. 
But if you don't know what a blood milkshake tastes like, you can't know if it's going to make you happy, which means you can't use happiness as a way of making the decision whether you want to try one or not. Milkshakes are one thing, but it feels ridiculous not to ask whether I'd be happy as a vampire. It's such a huge decision. Actually, when it comes to these huge, life-changing decisions, happiness is an even worse decision-making tool. Here's why. You're assuming that the things that make you happy now are the things that will still make you happy after you've made that decision, and that's not a guarantee. Maybe as a vampire, the things that make you happy will be totally different. You'll basically be a different person. So really, when you think about it, the things that make you happy now, Carl, might not matter for you as a vampire and the things that will make you happy then. Thanks, Matt. Now I'm totally stuck with this decision. What do I do? Toss a coin? Scissors? Paper? Rock? You could, or you could take the advice of a philosopher called Laurie Paul, who calls these big, life-changing choices transformative experiences. She thinks we need to look at these choices with a spirit of discovery. Basically, she thinks instead of asking, will this make me happy, we should ask, do I want to know what this completely new thing would feel like, even if it ends up sucking? That's what I've been saying. A little bit of adventure in your life, governor. Hold up. It's true that trying new things is a way of learning about ourselves and the world, but it's not the only way and it can be a scary one. It's good to step out of your comfort zone sometimes, but it's not good to force other people into situations where they're uncomfortable. Thank you, Matt. But also, that's not an answer. Should I become a vampire or not? Uh, that's not what I'm here for. That's your job. What are you here for, then? I'm going to go play a round of Spooky Bingo. This goblin wants to win a meat tray. So, Carl... Now that you can stop worrying about happiness, are you going to put your adventure hat on and become a vampire? Uh, I don't know. I get the whole discovery thing, but I would still like to know a bit more about what it's like to be a vampire. It's the best. Uh, I mean, it seems that way from the video. (laughs) Hey, Vlad, is there any more information you can show Carl about being a vampire? Ugh, sure. You stopped the video before it was finished. I thought you boring humans would never stop with your jibber-jabber. Here's the rest. Just one teeny-weeny prick with some sharp teeth and you will get to live forever. There are just a few little extra things to mention. First, sunlight can literally turn you into ash in seconds. But don't worry, moon tans are much cooler than sun tans. That sounds pretty good. Second, you'll be quite pale, grow some long fangs, and in some lucky cases, you might sprout bat wings. Next, you'll only be able to feed on blood from the living. Delicious for you, not so great for the person you dine on. But your sight, smell, and hearing will all improve dramatically. And of course, you'll live forever! We hope you will join our wonderful community. We have movie nights every Sunday at 1am in Count Alessandro's lair. BYO Coffin, we hope to see you there. 
So what'll it be, little man? Do you want to become a vampire? Uh, it's so confusing. And there's so much more information in that video. I think I need more time. Okay, let's pause the show here for a moment with another thinking question. All right, the question is, if you were in my position, would you become a vampire? Hit pause now. You know what, Carl? I've talked to the moon-tanned bitey kids from Leichhardt Public School to help you make the right decision. Well, I think it'd be pretty good to be a vampire because you could do pretty much whatever you want and since you live forever, no one can really judge you on what you need to do and what you want to do. If you, like, live for a long time, you may live a 100 years more than, say, for example, your brother. If you were to live on and on and on and you would see, like, your family pass away, which is not the best. If I was a vampire, I would like to be in a family of vampires because then they would all live forever. I also think it'd be... I'm on both sides because I also think it would be bad to be a vampire because if you're the only vampire, everyone would be scared of you and you, you wouldn't have any friends and no one to talk to. Something not beneficial about being a vampire is that you can only explore during the nighttime, so you can't really explore the world and go out during, like, daylight and everything. You would probably get a bit lonely because, um, especially being a vampire, you would definitely be lonely because you can only go out at night and people probably won't really like a vampire in the neighbourhood killing people. Your snack or food is taking someone's life away, so... I don't think that's a great part of being a vampire. <laughs> but I mean, you go to like a restaurant, but instead of actually eating food, you could eat the people at the restaurant. <laughs> hey, Carl. Yeah, Molly? I really think you should become a vampire. Yeah, I could kind of tell from all your constant pestering. If it's so important to you, why don't you just become a vampire? Well, that's the thing... I kind of already have become a vampire. You what? I met Vlad a bit earlier tonight. That's why I was running late. This whole time I've been trying to get you to try something new because I really want you to be my vampire buddy. This explains so much, like why you loved that blood milkshake. When Vlad first told me about being a vampire, I was so curious and it sounded so cool. I mean... Hello, living forever. Uh, yeah, hello. What about it? It's amazing, the doy. Well, it might get a bit boring, don't you think? What? No. Because... <laughs> have you even thought this through? Even our brains trust seem to have considered the ups and downs of immortality more than you have. It's sort of just like playing a game. I guess when you reach the top level, there's sort of, like, nothing else to do unless you make something to do. So, for example, if you reach a level in a game and then, like, it's, like, three weeks until the next level comes out, you sort of get a bit bored and you don't like playing that game anymore. If your life hasn't um, been the best and you're about to pass away or something, you would want to keep on living on and on to 
try and experience what normal people would experience, like uh, go to the beach, become a professional sport player, do something that you've always wanted to do, but you never got the chance to do it. See, Carl, there's so much I plan to do. Yeah, but you'll have to watch your family die while you stay young forever. <laughs> ah! Oh, hey again, Matt, you goblin freak. What, is that just how you're greeting people now? I kind of like it. Now, what are you two debating this time? Oh, so in the time you've been away, we found out that Molly's a vampire and she's going to live forever. Really, Molly? Heck yeah, I am. You know what they say, no dying and your mood's always flying. So you're going to live forever? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Wait, what was that? Huh? You didn't say anything and you always have something to say. Usually too much if you ask me. What, what? I didn't ask you, Carl, but I'll keep it in mind. What do you know about living forever that I don't, Matt? It's just... Okay, look. So philosophers throughout the years have spent a lot of time thinking and writing about death. How fun. Yeah, everyone loves us at parties. Anyway, some philosophers ask, what's the point of living if we're just going to die? But others have also said that death is one of the things that gives our lives meaning and purpose. But why would death make our lives meaningful? Good question. One philosopher called Bernard Williams thought death mattered because it puts a time limit on our lives. Basically, he thought, if you live forever there would really only be so many pleasurable or meaningful things that you could do. You could, like, write a bunch of novels, but eventually you'd get bored. Then you might learn to sing, but you'd get bored of that as well after a while. If there's nothing new to do, then life just becomes a bit like a video game that you've played too many times, a bit predictable and boring. But that's what I've signed up for. Oh, no, what have I done? Hey... Vlad, any chance you could unbite me? Sorry, that's not how it works. See you at movie night. Remember, BYO coffin. Uh, Carl, what am I going to do? I don't know how to transport a coffin. Oh, and I'm freaking out about living forever now. Matt, help, you've broken Molly. Uh, what's that? Bring, bring. Oh, that's the special ethics centre hotline. I have to go. Good luck. Bye. What? Typical philosopher, freak everyone out and nothing helpful to offer. Molly, just breathe into this paper bag with jack-o'-lanterns all over it. Well, while I'm settling Molly down, why don't you all take a second to think this through? It's our last question for today, and it's one of the most important questions you could ever think about. Would you want to live forever? Hit pause now. What am I going to do? Vlad, come on, man. Are you sure there's no way to get out of this deal? No, you are locked in forever. Hey... You know this is just part of the fair, right? Like, you're not actually a vampire. I thought you knew, but now you seem to be really freaking out. Where has your accent gone? I just work here. I don't usually talk like that. 
but but I, I drank the blood milkshake. Huh? Oh, no, that was just a strawberry milkshake. But Carl hated it. Oh, right, yeah, I, I do hate strawberry flavour. That makes a lot of sense. Plus, come to think of it, you don't have any bite marks on your neck, Molly. Huh. So I'm not going to live forever. Yeah, but that's a good thing. You were just freaking out about being immortal a second ago. But now, time is so short. One day I'll be gone. Oh, no. Oh, I'm freaking out again, dude. Bring me all the paper bags. All right. Looks like it's about time to tuck this one into bed. Meanwhile, why don't you write to us and tell us whether you'd like to be a vampire? You might also like to suggest some fun vampire names for Molly, Matt, or for me. For example, I think I'd be Count Calcula. Oh, the terror of living! Plus, a big thank you to today's Brains Trust from Leichhardt Public School. Finn, Erica, Mila, Liam, Asher and Ruby. People will be like, oh, hey, where's Molly gone? And it'll be like, uh, <laughs> she's dead. I think I might need a bit of help with Molly. Maybe our kind and gentle creator slash producer, Kyla Slavin, or Emma Gibbs. Anyone really could help? Please help. Don't bother asking anyone for help, Carl, because one day, spoiler alert, we'll all be dead. <laughs> Andre Shabanov, our sound engineer, is very wise. Maybe maybe he could come in and restrain her. Oh, executive producer Justine Kelly and ABC Audio Studios boss Kelly Reardon will be like, hey, let's make more short and curly, but I'll be like, because I'm dead. Yep, this one's really broken her. Poor Molly. But a special shout-out to our actors today, Jonathan Webb and Bali Putter. Oh, Carl, let's go. Life, it's so short. Our time on this earth is fleeting. We all move on the slow march toward death. <sighs> Another happy night at the fun park. This has been an ABC podcast. Check out the ABC Kids Listen app. It's full of educational and entertaining audio programs. Do you struggle to pay attention in the classroom? Are you constantly flipping through worksheets that just don't make sense? Well, have we got something for you. Why are you pretending to be like a TV salesperson? Anyway, we do have a bonus treat for you and your teachers at school. It's not just an interactive smart whiteboard with holograms and fireworks. <laughs> I need that for my own uses. It's a special pack of worksheets and other resources if you want to listen to Short and Curly in the classroom. So you can actually learn and listen to our show as part of your actual schoolwork. That's right. For this one-off special offer, we'll give you not one, not two, but three free classroom resource packs for the fabulous Short and Curly podcast. If you order right now by calling the number 555... Carl, stop. The resources are all free. They're just on the Short and Curly website for anyone to print off. Make sure to tell your teachers, principals, the people who work in the canteen or the office, anyone at your school, so you can get your fellow students listening and debating curly questions in the classroom. <laughs> that's right, Molly. And if that's not enough, wait, there's more. 
You watch way too much daytime television, Carl. Mm, I do. I just love the graphics. But I guess you're right, there is more. If you really love Short and Curly and want to read more about ethics and philosophy, we have our very own book, The Short and Curly Guide to Life. And if you're not satisfied with your purchase, we offer a 100%... No, we don't, Carl. We're not a company. We just host a podcast show. But it is available at bookshops or online. We have info on our website. I can't believe Matt got to be on the cover. He's so famous and handsome. Do you just say anything that pops into your head, Carl? Anyway, bye! This has been an ABC podcast. Check out the ABC Kids Listen app. It's full of educational and entertaining audio programs.